all you beautiful people, and welcome to the Glorious in the Mundane podcast. I'm your host, Christy Knuckles, and I have a very beautiful co-host back with me today, the lovely Megan Robertson. Yay! Hello, beautiful people. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm glad to be back. Yes, I'm yeah. so glad to have you back. This is a really special chapter to me in you know this yes um we've talked about it quite a bit the power of small is kind of our diving board today of um just what we're going to share about and kind of really um maybe talk through and even pray over our audience today of those of you listening i think this is just such a a special topic especially because of what we're going through in our world right now yeah of how a lot of things feel like they've shrunk really small (laughs) in our lives. Um, Whether that's, you know, your meeting places or, um, you know, your bank account. I mean, all those (laughs) things, it's been a challenge for all of us, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that this, I had no idea when I was finishing this chapter, I remember writing it. I think it was literally, I looked, it was January 7th of 2020. Wow. Wow that I finished this chapter through tears. I mean, literally just bawling Mm. because a lot of this is about my trip to Israel. And I even remember the night before we left, it was actually Halloween night because we had come to your neighborhood to, you know, yes, don't tell anyone, but we let our kids (laughs) trick or treat. (laughs) Shame, shame. (laughs) But um, we came over and we had a great bowl of chili because yes. actually Keith, your husband, mm-hmm. is really the main cook of the house, isn't he? He is. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say it anymore. I used to be. I used to want to like try to, you know, pretend like it wasn't so, but it is. Yeah. You know, he just has a passion for it and I don't. And so I just lean into the blessing of he loves to do it and I Amen. get to enjoy that. I mean, I do help, but I'm not the main connoisseur. You do sure. make some mean chocolate chip cookies. Oh, well, thanks, We girl. actually have Megan's famous chocolate chip cookie <laughs> recipe, and Ellie blesses us with those every once in a while. She's I've made those one. in your kitchen before. You have, actually, yeah. because we couldn't figure out what was going on. I think it was actually that our baking soda was expired. Maybe. <laughs> we figured out. We're like, they're so flat. They're not, they don't look like Megan's. That night before you left for Israel, when y'all are, we took a walk in the neighborhood, obviously, right. to go trick-or-treating. That's the night we figured out you recorded some of your Watermark songs in my backyard. That is right. Yeah. Just There's another a- sweet little piece of the puzzle of our friendship. Yep. There's a studio in the house that we share a yard with. Yeah. And Nathan looked at you and he said, Christy, do you know what house that is? Yeah. And you're like, couldn't put it together. And he mm-hmm. said, that's where we recorded... I don't know how many. I mean, so many watermarks, yeah. albums. Our friend Tom Lonnie used to live there. Yeah, so yeah. he was like the guy who recorded almost all of my vocals in those days. He mixed all of those songs. Yeah, so we spent hours upon hours in that house, just right across from your house in your little garden. Yeah, I mean, know? every time I go out there, it's like in my mind, I can't not call it the Watermark House Aww, now. <laughs> it's so really sweet. sweet. Yeah, very bullseye. Well, I was thinking about. Um, yeah, that night before we left for Israel, because you remember I was having all this fear about going on the actual trip. Like it was really like about physically flying and leaving yes. the kids. Mm-hmm. It was actually mostly about leaving the kids. And I know we even spoke into this last time you were my co-host, but it was so sweet because right in the moment, like we were walking up your drive, your little driveway, your little uh, sidewalk, and you were like, "Well, let's just pray right now." And I love it because. 
you, you know, you took what the lie was, which was you're not going to make it home to the kids or, or this, something's going to happen to the kids while you're gone. So there was all this fear surrounding that. So you were like, okay, so what, what does God, what is God releasing over this trip? Mm-hmm. And I love it. It's just such a great example to go, okay, so the enemy's coming after yeah. what he is releasing, what mm-hmm. God is releasing mm-hmm. over us. So you can sometimes know specifically how God is working because of how the enemy's attacking. And you were like, Actually, I think this trip, Christy, is going to be generational. Yes. Like it's going to be something that you come back and and because of what you experience over there, it's going to be passed down in your kids, like yeah. generations. Well, even, even I think about now and today, right here in this <laughs> moment, I mean, you're passing it out to, you know, people that you're getting to love on. Yeah on this message. Mm-hmm. And so what I was seeing on your life, that I've seen for a long time, um, and many people see it. I'm not the only one who sees it, but um, just this anointing to lead and to create new ways for people to learn. It's um, the gift of an apostle mm-hmm. that, you know, the, the fivefold ministry in, in the word of God is um, evangelist, teacher, um, pastor, um, apostle and prophet. And I see lots of those gifts in your life. I see a strong apostle um, mm-hmm. giftedness in you. And so uh, an apostle, there's lots of things to study about it, but one of the main things is creating space and new ways for people to um, get to live in the the truth of what you've, you know, mm-hmm. put together, like this podcast or your music or the book that you wrote, mm-hmm. like just creating new ways for people to thrive mm-hmm. and leading movements, really. And you've done that. You and Nathan have done that. And so... It, it just made so much sense. I think the Holy Spirit was just wanting you in that moment to just receive His heart for you, um, which was that He was going to do more with this than you could possibly imagine. And the enemy was coming and going, I'm just going to steal from you. I'm going to yeah. rob from you. You're not going to receive. And the Lord was going, no, actually, yeah. He knows there's so much power on this. He can sense it. And He's trembling in His mm-hmm. boots over you yeah. receiving what I want to give you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I've seen it play out since you got back. I mean, yeah. the Lord did a beautiful work in your heart yeah. in Israel. He did. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, much of this chapter really um, came out of that trip. Um, I'll never forget getting on the bus um, the, from the airport, literally. I mean, we're just still just so out of it, kind of. And we were with a very small group of people, which was such a gift. I think there were only about 25 of us all pretty much couples, and there were a couple of um, single uh, guys and girls in there with us, but um, we sat down on the bus, and I'll never forget um, our our tour guide over there, his name is Shy. he got on and kind of got on the speaker, and the very first words he said was, welcome home. Mm, So sweet. And that just like, it it was silent in Mm. the bus when he said that, and I think it, I actually say it in the book, like, it kind of sat on the top of my heart at first, because I'm like, at first I was just looking out the window going like, am I really in Israel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but really, you know, we, I was most excited. I mean, the first full day, it was like we went to like, you know, the remains of Herod's palace and saw what was left of his swimming pool. And, you know, you're just sort of, <laughs> you know, jet lagged and totally. you're literally like, am I really here? And then that whole thing of just like, you know, it's like you want to be where your feet are, but you're you're, you're you you want so much to take it all in that yeah. you're afraid you're not going to take it all in because yes. you're just afraid the whole yeah. time that you that you you're going to miss be, it. <laughs> yeah, that you won't be able to absorb it all. And so, 
I remember when we pulled in, actually, we pulled into the Sea of Galilee the the second night is um, when we pulled in, and, and I wanted so much to see it. And I think Eric and Kristen, I mean, as you all know that you've, you know, you've listened to them on my podcast, you know that they have written a book called The First Breakfast, which is about Peter's life, and the Sea of Galilee is just so beloved to them that they ran down there. They didn't care if it was dark. Aww. They both went down by themselves to the beach and just took it all in and which I was so glad they got to do that um just on their own that's cool but for me I'll never forget like trying to go to sleep that night and we were going to get up for a sunrise together and Eric and Kristen were going to be out there Molly and so Nathan and I set our alarm for like 5 a.m and but I remember trying to go to sleep and we had to I don't think there were air conditioners in that particular hotel because they just use the windows a lot. I mean, you just like, it's just fresh air coming in and out. And I could hear the, even though it's a lake, there are waves uh-huh. of, of the Sea of Galilee. Um, and I could hear that outside my window, you know, and I was just literally shut my eyes and I was thinking about like, okay, just right there is where he calmed the storm with his voice and he walked on water, you know, out to meet the disciples and and the whole time I was like, had this movie scene in my head, you know? <laughs> but really, it wasn't until I walked out that next morning, um, Nathan kind of let me just be, mm-hmm. you know, because I think he knew I was going to want to take that in. And I'll never forget even just how the temperature felt on my skin and just walking out onto the water's ledge and and just taking it in. It was the most breathtaking sight. And I've been all over the world, and it is very small. I mean, it it was like you could see to the other side. It was like we could literally get in a little boat and just paddle over there. It really is a lake. It really is. I couldn't. And that was what I think made me get so choked up was how small it was. Mm -hmm. I was thinking this like, you know, massive like cinematic um you know almost like movie set of Jesus's life that we all imagine like when we were in Sunday school you know just imagining these stories yeah. and i think that was what was so precious to me is and i think as i said before before we started this um it really helped me reframe who calls me um Jesus's life you know it's like he lived this this life with these disciples in this small corner of, of of the world and was faithful with just this little corner of the world. And yeah. I think, you know, you know, visiting all those sites, you're like, really, this is this is it? And being <laughs> yeah. up on some of those hillsides and you can see all of the Sea of Galilee and the surrounding you can see Capernaum, you know, from yeah. from uh, Magdala. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it's all just Literally, I think they say it's like 27 miles, it's I think. It's so compact. It's so small. Yeah. yeah. And just thinking about those friends who it says he loved to the end and realizing that he probably along that same water bank saw that sunrise from the same mm. vantage point at some point. And it, I, I literally sobbed. Yeah. I mean, it just... it. It took my breath away, and I think 
I think I kept, I caught myself because I kept saying literally to myself, I was whispering like, you were really here. Mm -hmm. You were really here. Like you were really here. And then I just, just heard him say right there, I'm here. Wow. I'm here. And, and I was like, oh yeah, you're, you're here right now. (laughs) (laughs) But it was like those words, welcome home. I mean, that was one of the moments for sure that it like, it sank in deep, um, that, you know, I I think I realized then and there how much, I don't know that I've done this my whole life, but just how much I Americanize what his his call and his commands to us are in Scripture. Like, I, I supersize it, hmm. you know? I, I Instagramify it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I was just like, wow, like he called fishermen who didn't have any education, like he he came in in such an upside down, beautiful, quiet way. Yes. So when he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself, it just caused me to reframe that in a way that, especially even, you know, as we would experience during the pandemic it's like okay you know it it's moments like that that we actually can still fulfill the things that he called and commanded us to do and we don't have to do it in this way that we always thought like it's supposed to look like Hmm. this Mm -hmm. and I know Megan that you know your story has inspired me so much um you and Keith moved here um you know we're both in this um, metropolis that is Franklin, Tennessee. <laughs> um, kind of came around, came at the same time ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we moved back to this area. You guys were from Texas, and um, and we're a part. You were a part. Of, we've both been a part of big things. We have. You know, like yeah. um, Nathan and I, getting to be a part of passion conferences for so many years, and helping build um, our plant Passion City Church in Atlanta for seven years. And you guys were a part of a big church. And so I wanted to just kind of talk about, it's not really big versus small, but I think that, you know, just getting to look at this from the lens of the fact that we serve a God of multiplication, I think it causes us to be able to look at seasons like we're all in right now in such a different way. And that's my hope for today. So it's not that big is bad and small is good. It's just that no matter what we find ourselves in, and you and I have experienced both, it's so um, important, I think, that we remember, even just as I said before, who calls us. Yes. And um, some other things I wrote down that I wanted just to kind of talk through were, you know, whether we're in something big or small, who calls us, who approves us. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, which I just think is like that validation that we tend to, you know, look to other things or look to the size of what we're in, you know, to make us feel good about what we're doing. And then who supports us, you know, that who's our provision and even just who keeps us. So I want to just, I feel like those things were these sort of points of remembrance, I think, for all of us. Um, Maybe you're a mom at home, you know, uh, washing sippy cups today. Maybe you're in the carpool line. Maybe you are studying for finals. Um, maybe you're in your cubicle at work or you're just taking a walk on your lunch break. Whatever you're doing or, you know, what season you find yourself in, 
I think there's something to be said about the God of multiplication. I even think about what Kristen said a couple of weeks ago in the podcast of like, what is in my hand? Mm-hmm. You know, God, what what have you given me in this season that you can multiply? And so I think I just want to encourage us because, you know, I feel like a broken record to just talk about, you know, how social media is this smorgasbord of um, all these things, you know, that we think it's supposed to look like or that we can be tempted to feel like it's supposed to look like this. Right. But just coming around um, and really looking to Jesus mm-hmm. and, and understanding what really are the big things in the kingdom of God yeah. and how even when we might find ourselves in what feels small, there are actually some pretty enormous treasures inside right. of the small. And so I would love for you to just talk about, you know, how God called you guys here to Franklin and, and, and actually from the big into something that, you know, has been a little bit small at yeah. first. Yeah. It has, it's still quite small, Sweet. <laughs> um, but like you said, big to God because um, our obedience is big to Him, mm-hmm. and that's where we get it confused. It's we look at things from an external point of view, and yeah. it looks like the big things are the the good things, um, and we're drawn to big things, and America is drawn to big things, and like you said, big things aren't bad. Yeah. Um, but small things aren't either. And um, it's like the humble things, the unseen things, the hidden things. It's like the enemy wants to come after those and belittle those. And the Lord is coming over those and saying, like you said, I will multiply your obedience and your faithfulness. Um, Just like his obedience and faithfulness has been multiplied throughout the universe, you know? Um, And so, yeah, we, we did. We were, we've... As I look back over the last couple of years, what I'm realizing is that God really want, wanted us to see both sides of the coin and that I didn't know how much I needed to see both sides of the coin. So good. And so we were, we were on staff at an amazing church in Abilene, Texas, Beltway Park Church, and we were there for 12 years. And I um, have told you this before, but I liken it to a big shady oak tree. Mm. <laughs> That's what it was for us. We got to stand under the shade, so to speak, of this big, yeah. um, healthy tree and um, and just, you know, almost rest in the shade for 12 years. Of course, we were working hard and we're growing our family and we had our four kids there in Abilene and um, my husband, Keith, got to play many roles and I was um, right there beside him for all those years. And it was just 12 of the sweetest years of our lives. We will always look back at those um, years with just total fondness and endearment and just thank God. I mean, it was just pure sweetness. It really was. And um, and so one of the things that our leadership at Beltway knew um, that we had a really strong, sturdy, healthy relationship with mm-hmm. was that we were carrying within us some prophetic words and promises we believed of what God might take us to do, quote unquote, someday. And then all of a sudden in 2015, the someday became um, something that was out on the horizon into something that was like really close up. And I think we've all experienced that when the Lord starts to move and starts to speak something repetitively and you just can't get away from it all of a sudden. It's like all of a sudden a new season is upon you and that's what happened with us. And the thing that we were carrying was that we were supposed to specifically go rebuild something, um, a church. We were supposed to help rebuild a church that needed help. And it was a very specific call. Our leadership knew, our close friends knew. Um, And then so all of a sudden there we were, and it was so sweet because we got to be really upfront with 
um, our, our leadership and our pastor about it. And, and they walked us through the process of asking God, you know, we know the call. Now, where, fill in the blanks. Fill in all the details. Where is it going to be? And yeah. what's it going to look like? And long story short, um, one of the things we were praying for was that we would move somewhere out of a relationship. And here in Franklin, Tennessee, there's a sweet, precious man named Don Fento, who was a pastor at Belmont University in Nashville, or not, I'm sorry, Belmont Church in Nashville for um, 30 plus years. And we had a relationship with Don, and he knew of this church in Franklin that needed a pastor. And so we did the whole interview process, came out here several times. We went canoeing for the first time in February. Oh. We had never been. And oh, we didn't know we were doing, no, it was not a good story. Oh, oh. <laughs> Got in a river, ice cold water, ended up upside down in this canoe, flipped, oh like gosh. completely fell in the water, ice cold water. So anyways, yeah, it was just like an immersion. It's like, here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> um, it, I mean, of course we laughed about, about that, but yeah, it just in many ways we got here. Um, I'll be real. I mean, it felt a little bit like we, our canoe flipped over. Like we, yeah. we did not realize, um, we knew what the call was, and we knew that God was going to give us grace. We, we came out of a heart to multiply what we had been imparted all those years. There's no other reason we left except for to take what we had and bring it somewhere else. Like, that was the call. And so, but um, as God often, uh, you know, uses things for way more than one purpose, yeah. um, it was a, a, a step of faith, and it was a call to obedience, but it was also... We needed some chiseling in mm-hmm. our own hearts and our lives, and it reminded me a lot of, of being a young mom. You know, it's like a lot of the hidden and unseen things that were happening that only God knew. It's like He honors those things, and yeah. if if that wasn't what was sustaining us, then you know, mm-hmm. I found out about it because it was like my heart was longing for some of that validation and longing for someone to see, you know, what it was like and all the differences. And it just really was that, is God going to be my support in this? And, or is it just going to be, um, you know, are we just going to float off into never, never land out here, you know, unseen as we felt all of a sudden. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting because, um, you know, as we have now been here for several years inside a tiny church, which neither Keith or I have ever been members, let alone led um, mm-hmm. a tiny thing before. Yeah. Um, and you've seen our church; it has it's it's a little white church on a hill, and it has a steeple. Yes. <laughs> so it's such a precious place, it but is. it is so different than what we've experienced before, and it it doesn't um, have all the programs and resources and and bells and whistles on the exterior that our former church experience had, mm-hmm. but it is, um, the presence of God is with us, and He yeah. is in it with us, and He is teaching us a new way. He is helping us be rid of, um, you know, the, the the places where our identity was tied with small, mm-hmm. um, a false identity, um, yeah, a false identity tied with big, I, I meant yeah. to say, um, where we didn't realize we were carrying that around. Um and kind of like what you were saying earlier about how our culture tends to, mm. um, in some ways, idolize what's big, you know? Yeah. And I didn't realize any of that was going on in my heart, and it mm. was. And He needed to work that out of me, and He needed to show me that He is the the goal. He's the treasure. His It's right. the glory of His name. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of, in a nutshell, mm. um, we're... I've told you before we we started this um, this particular message today. I'm so glad you asked me because it, I, I I very much still feel in the middle of this mm-hmm. lesson. The power of small. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't feel like I have it down. I don't know if I ever will. 
But it caused me to look and just go, God, what what are you doing that's so sweet in this season of small? Yeah. Like there are so many things to remember your faithfulness and um so many things to be thankful for and and you know, look at the challenges and look at the places where my heart has been um laid bare before you and realize that in every step, like you've never left. You've been there yeah. every single step of the way. And and like I said before, it does remind me of those really hidden days at home of toddlers and um or mm-hmm. anything small I've ever done where yeah. it's like the majority of what you do is unseen. Yeah. And and it's just you start asking those questions. Does any of this matter? Yeah. Um you know Am I going crazy? Yeah, <laughs> you know, on the weekdays, and um, you've you've done that. You've lived mm-hmm. that so well. I've seen um, so much of this. I've learned from watching your life. Um, just the example you've been. I know that you intentionally laid down mm-hmm. some big things that God was asking you to to embrace the small, smaller days that He was leading mm-hmm. you into. Right when you were a young mama. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's been like even just recently. I remember. Um, you know, when we released the Lullaby album, of course, not only did that bring up, you know, all those nights. I mean, those songs came from seedlings of the rocking chair. Yeah. I mean, just like putting the babies down at night and a process I talk about in the book that I, um, at first, when I first had, maybe when like Ellie was just a little bitty baby was when God was really getting a hold of my heart mm. that you're going to miss this. Mm. If you keep trying to rush through those hidden moments and yeah. rush through bedtime and like, you know, I just wanted to get everyone down so I could have like me time, which I'm all about mamas having me time. You need to do that. And, <laughs> of course. But, you know, I I realized that, you know, bedtime and that routine was... Um, it was real life right in front of me, yeah. and I was going to miss it. Yeah. You know, it was right underneath my, my nose, what I was longing for and wanting, really. Um, I just thought I was going to get it somewhere else, and that's always the lie, right? Mm. And so it was just during those, you know, bedtime moments that um, those songs really, just the beginnings, the little seedlings of those songs came. And then I'll never forget, just as you were talking, I was thinking about, the the tour I'm saying that like I'm doing in quotes with my fingers right now. <laughs> the tour we did for the Lullaby album was basically like these just little backyard moments, like people sitting on quilts, and one of them was in the home of my friend Whitney, who lives in Texas. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget that night. I think she packed over a hundred women in her living room. And it was the first time I remember singing those songs over those women and like literally like just, I mean, there's a lady just as, you know, just as close as you are to me right now across this table. And I'm like singing Mm. into faces rather than this huge place, you know, singing into faces rather than places. Like that was my takeaway was just like, wow, like the Father's heart is here in this room and I'm getting to literally see with my eyes, like not someone like, you know, rows and rows back, but like I'm getting to see with my eyes like what he, how he's ministering to their heart right now. And I'll never forget um, a group of ladies carrying in, literally they carried in their friend um, whose body was just being destroyed by cancer. She's actually home with Jesus now, but... They carried her in and laid her down in the back of the room um, while we sang lullabies over them that night. And I just thought, you know, 
How powerful. You know, she probably couldn't darken the doors of a concert hall. Wow. But she could be carried in to Whitney's house, to Whitney's living room, and to lay down on pillows and to be sung over. I wrote about that in the book, and I even just was like, gosh, it reminded me of the friends who lowered their friend through the roof. Through the roof. I was just thinking of that. Yes. like, And and I've, I've seen the house where they think that happened, you know? And yeah, it's like in it Israel. fit on this rug yeah. that we're, you know, this table's sitting on top of. Mm. And man, the power of small. And I was just like so overcome by like, even just the supernatural in the room that night. It yeah. felt like God was like healing places, like in people, like just in parts of their story, like the Father's heart. It was like it was just lowered in the room. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, wow, I mean... Our living rooms can literally be concert halls in these days. Like, what if we just had some concerts in our living rooms? Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan totally. and I were talking about that this morning. Oh, that would be amazing. Sign me up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And I love it too because, you know, you, you're talking about like the way that you talk about that experience at Whitney's house reminds me of you talking about standing on the edge of the Sea of Galilee. And the Lord just gave you grace and he just embodied that moment with you in those moments. In real time, you were like, God, you are here. Yeah. Like you are right here, you know? And, and in that way, the big, huge God of the universe came into your tiny. Yeah moment and he was just there and that was the big moment of that small like that was the power of small and it just it's so beautiful i told you that eric in the moment you've met my big brother oh yeah i'm so glad you said that because i did want to play this (laughs) Mm -hmm. did you just come around to that because you knew i wanted to play well i was gonna ask you if you're gonna play the little rich mullins for us yeah so eric my brother as i you know was talking about before um he, you know, he's prophet, I mean, for sure, like, which is really just truth for the moment. Yeah. Like, he's just that heart. And as Nathan and I were standing there, and Nathan was super quiet, I was bawling like a baby. Um, Molly had been crying, and it was just the five of us standing there. And um, Eric just pulls up this song on his phone, and if if you were a Christian in the 90s, uh, <laughs> you definitely know this song sometimes my life just don't make sense at all when the mountains look so big and my faith just seems so small So yeah, that was the Sea of Galilee moment that I'll never forget. (laughs) But you're right. It was like remembrance of who called me, no Mm. matter what it is that I'm doing. It's like, wow. I mean, the treasure in it all, no matter what, is, and you say it all the time, really, it's it's that He's with us and that we can hear His voice and... And And sense His presence. Yes, Mm -hmm. His presence with us. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, one of the things you've said to me before, and I was thinking of this as you were talking, you know, you talked about that big church in Texas, which you've you've told us, you know, just the the blessings of kind of some spiritual parents that you have there, especially some spiritual moms that you've had their covering, and one of them had the wisdom to say, you know, like, um, you we 
we can't always stay in the big shade. Right. Um, and I know you as a gardener, you, you, uh, you got a fellow use, gardener. You're yes, a gardener too. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm learning, but you know, it's, so it really feels like you guys came here and you're growing something from seed. Right. And I know that that's been like a huge thing for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, just even those big revelations in the tiny moments of like tilling for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we, um, we had had this little um, garden drawn that was straight out of my brain onto a piece of paper. Like my 13 year old literally helped me draw it. And um, it was before the pandemic. So we actually had our materials ready before the pandemic hit. And then all of a sudden there was all this margin. So we just built this little garden in our backyard. But um, yeah, it's just brought that reality even closer to home. I mean, I'm out there. I really, was a purist that way. I, I wanted to see all the seed all the way to the the final result. And yeah. so I've been out there learning all these things that it takes about the, you know, the soil it takes and um, the water that it takes, the sunlight that it takes and, and all the careful attention and the patience and the faithfulness that it takes to tend something um, for when it's grown from seed into something big and strong and healthy that can feed other people. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah, like somebody else planted the seed of that big oak tree that we got to shade under all those yeah. years in Abilene. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for those pioneers. I'm so thankful for those people who, you know, um, were the forerunners. And yeah. But, you know, on some level, God is calling all of us to be that. That's right. He's calling all of us to plant seeds and be forerunners and pioneers in our own right and in our own way. And it doesn't matter if anyone ever sees it except for him, I mean, yep. he's he's calling us to do that as moms. That's what we're doing with our kids. We're, right. we're planting these seeds kind of, you know, like even the picture of soil, you're putting it down in this dark, hidden, and unknown place. Mm-hmm. And so much of what's happening, the growth and the potential and the fruit or the flower, it's like it's all happening beneath the surface. And no one's ever going to see it mm-hmm. except for the Lord. No yeah. one. Yeah. Like, it, it physically can't be seen. And then all of a sudden, it's going to shoot forth and... It's going to grow into something that is no, the world's never seen anything just like it, you know. And so, it's beautiful. it is so beautiful, and and it is you know a blessing to be called to that. But it's it's harder to plant the seed than it is to stand <laughs> under the shade. It's so true. <laughs> this year, you know, I've I've kind of giggled at myself. Like I did try to. You saw me growing some stuff from you seed did amazing last year. Yeah, but this year I was like, eh, I'm going to Lowe's and getting the things that are already kind of about you know two feet tall. Right. <laughs> Fast forward a little bit. Totally. Yeah. But yeah. Um. So I think that you know we've talked about he who calls us. You know he is faithful. He is with us. We can hear his voice, which we've talked about that on a podcast mm-hmm. before, which I love. And and then I feel like we've sort of come around that, you know, he who validates us, you know, he's he's the one we look to. He's the one, you know, it's not in the size of this thing that we're building, but, you know, he is the one who approves us. I remember, you know, so much of my, um, you know, young adult years, like I, I wanted this, you know, a couple people in my life, these leaders in my life, I so wanted their approval so much that like I would just go out of my way or not even be myself sometimes mm-hmm. because I just wanted them to, I wanted that pat on yep. the back, you know, and I'll never forget just it bringing me to my knees in a season of my life. And the Lord was just like, Christy, don't you know, actually that I love you enough that I would actually withhold mm-hmm. their validation, literally, because I know that you would take it as good enough for you. Mm. 
but he spoke to me and just said, only I can put my thumbprint on you and say, like, you're mine. Mm -hmm. I validate you. Only I can approve you because I made you. I created you. And I'll never forget that. Just changing my life as a leader and really honestly freeing me to be more of myself because I was like, I'm validated by God. You know, he Mm -hmm. put his thumbprint on me. Um, But one of the things, you know, I wanted to come around to is just um, who supports you, even just as your provision. I mean, Nathan and I were talking about this again this morning, you know, for 25 years, really. um, He used the analogy that it's like we're flying in the clouds. Mm -hmm. He's the king of analogies. I always tell him you should write a book about, like, because I was (laughs) like, you know, that's what Jesus did. Like, he was the king of analogies. Yeah, his parables (laughs) always. But, um, you know, this morning he was just like, you know, it's as far as just, we were even just talking financially, but this is also encompasses other things besides just finances. But, um, you know, really the pandemic is no different than how we've lived for 25 years. I mean, we just, we're self-employed. And so it is like you're flying in the clouds. And he was like, all I know to do is check my instruments. Um, where am I with the Lord? Am I hearing his voice? Am I walking with him? Am I pouring out my heart to him? Like, where is my relationship with with my wife, you? He's talking to me, you know, where are the kids? He's like, I'm looking at the instruments and I'm like, okay, like, I can't see anything out the windows. I mean, there's all there is is clouds. He mm-hmm. was like, now, if the clouds parted, what if all of a sudden I see that we're actually only about a thousand feet off the ground and <laughs> there's a mountain right there? Uh-huh. You know, so he's like, there's sometimes there, there is, there can just be um, a certain kind of bliss in those, those cloud, that cloud coverage because mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, we've got to rely on these other things. And I just thought, you know, that's such a great, analogy because number one you know as believers as the beloved we're not we're not living according to the world system anyway it's like we have this whole setup that's based on a kingdom mm-hmm. that is upside down from the world yeah. and and so even we've talked about a lot how sometimes our greatest provision comes in the pressing right um, sometimes the greatest provision comes from being that seed shoved way down into the It feels great to be pressed. It feels great. (laughs) Even just like, like you even said before, I don't know if you said it before we started the podcast, but just his hearing his voice is the biggest treasure of it all. Like that is the biggest thing. Right. Just walking with him and knowing him. I think about just so many years of my life that I didn't operate in that. Um, Even just like how sometimes our resources whether, you know, like even physical, you know, like sometimes even having things or having the big thing can actually blind us from like the renewal Mm -hmm. that our heart Mm -hmm. actually needs. And so I'd love for you to come around just some of that. Like, you know, what have you learned of this God who sustains you as you guys have gotten to experience the beauty of, you know, growing something from seed? Yeah. Well, I, I love what you just said when you talked about um, him as our provider, and and you know, mm-hmm. um, he's in the pressing, mm-hmm. showing us, you know, even in the moments of pain, the purpose behind it, and and I know this is your story with him too, and it, it's all of ours if we if we go back and look at his faithfulness, but you know, he hasn't been um, harsh with us in those moments of learning, um, and and he doesn't bring us through things just to teach us a lesson either. I mean, he's he's working out his plans and purposes for our lives and using us 
as those instruments while we're being pressed and while we're, we're learning um, and while, even while there's pain, teaching us to be totally reliant on Him, like you just said. And He is revealing what's most important for our good yeah. because it's our greatest good to be near to Him, needing Him. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my own propensity toward... Um, you know, being just coasting, you know, if, if things weren't difficult. And I know that the seasons I can look back on and I I know all of us could testify. I wish we could get everyone around the table right now and be like, tell us when, you know, God, um, let you live through a moment of pressing and then how much you needed him and, and how really sacred that season was. If you look back on it and go, man, like the, the really easy, um, seasons are, such a blessing and such a relief, but you know we're we're living through a broken world, mm-hmm. and and our purpose and design in it is to you know glori- glorify the name of Jesus with our lives, and also just enjoy Him in it. And it's like right. we enjoy Him in it whenever we're being pressed often in that mm-hmm. upside down way that you're just talking about. So it's true. so amazing. It's like you know if, if we could just get our heads around that more often right in the middle um but yeah he he has sustained us and kept us i mean when i think of the word sustain or keep i just think faithful and i i i feel like that's what you and i do a lot in our friendship is we just recount god's faithfulness a lot we tell mm-hmm. stories of his faithfulness a lot and it's been so important in in the middle of this to look back and go you know, he's been there teaching us that, you know, being known um, in a small uh, church is a beautiful gift yeah. in it. I, I love how I literally know everyone in our church. Now, I've never had that before. And it's just, amazing. it's like our family. Like, I know everyone in our family so well. It's like a, a larger family, you know, mm-hmm. in the small church. Um, and I love how he's been, you know, showing us the beauty of how we get to know others well. Yeah. Um it's not just our stories being known, but knowing their stories. Like I even know the details, like who's at the beach this weekend. Like I I know a lot of that in our, our church family. And then just even the hands-on experience, um, of, of, you know, getting to do things that I I probably wouldn't have put my hand to with more resources. Mm -hmm. Um, my son Luke has been learning, um, sound and um, AV and all that stuff, you know, yeah. at a, such a young age, he, he never would have been on the soundboard or mixing, um, yeah. you know, the live stream at yes. <laughs> at our, our big church. So, you know, just he has so much purpose in it right. that we can't see. And um, I think about even in our, our families, you know, at home, like we're, we're, plugging away faithfully day by day and all these things that he's called us to do. And it's so easy to get bogged down and look in it, look in it and go, um, like we said earlier, does any of this matter? Will any of this add up to anything? And he sustains us by saying like, you know, this is how I lived. Like in Israel, you went and you saw just, it's a story of his faithfulness. He was with those people in their small um, circles, in their small um, houses, in their walking distance of everything. I mean, Israel is so stunning that way because it's like he, it wasn't anything huge and impressive at all. It was just so small. And, and um, his, the way that Jesus did it is he would be with his people that he was faithful with, like he's called us to be, and then he would withdraw and just glean from the Father. Like that was his rhythm. Be with people faithfully. Yeah. You know, call and and stick with these people while they're making all the same mistakes that we all make. Yeah. I mean, that was us back in you know, those those totally. people were us, and you know, clunking our way through it. Yeah, and and then withdrawing and and just receiving from his father who sustained him. And um, 
so he does if if we have eyes to see it. And I think that's what we're doing right now is we're we're trying to, you know, peel back the layer some of the mm-hmm. superficial look that we tend to walk in day by day if we're not intentional to look yeah. and just, you know, look beneath the surface of what things look like and go, God, what are you saying in the middle of this? Mm-hmm. Because he has such precious things to say, and it's for our good. And the enemy wants to come over that and cover it up and belittle things and, you know, accuse or shame or compare or all those, you know, tricks that he he thinks he cleverly has. And it's like God's saying to his people, you know, open your eyes to see the beautiful things I'm building in you and through you. And know that those seeds are so purposefully crafted to grow something that is going to bring beauty and glory to the kingdom. And He's using us for those things. And it does not matter how many seeds. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what... um, genus or species of seed to yeah. be really nerdy um, and use a garden where I don't even know if that's the right word I'm not I'm not an expert I'm a YouTube gardener yes. I've taught everything that I know I've learned everything that I know from YouTube um, but yeah it just he he is he's taking what we're faithful with like yeah. he is faithful and like you said earlier he's multiplying yeah. that in a way that only he can and and if we are planting the seeds even for the next generation or the generation after that yeah. is it worth it mm-hmm. you know and I, I mean, in my heart, I know it wells up in me like a, a huge yes, if I think of it that way. Yeah. You know, if we're building something that our kids can stand under the shade of someday, mm. or our grandkids can stand under the shade of it someday, is it worth it? Yes. And of course it is, yeah. you know, and beyond worth it. What an honor yeah. if that's what he's doing. And um, and so I, I feel like in some ways I've stood under your shade, mm-hmm. <laughs> the shade of, of the fruit of your life. You know, I mean, I've said it last time um, we were together on this podcast, uh, but, you know, just all those years of faithfulness that you were, you know, you knew somewhat of what God was doing, but you couldn't zoom out and get the big picture yet. Yeah. And now looking back at all that faithfulness as he sustained you and then allowed you to be faithful in mm-hmm. it, look at the fruit of that and look at what he's done. I mean, mm-hmm. do you ever yeah. just sit and think about like, <laughs> Wow, Lord, like you've you've done some beautiful, miraculous things with my life and yeah. Marvel. I mean, it's because yeah. I know it's not about you. Mm. Like you're not some one of those people that sits and goes, Wow, mm. I'm awesome. Mm. <laughs> you just don't do that. <laughs> I mean, but God has He's He's revealed His glory through your life. Mm. And it's so beautiful. And I just it's so fun to like think about how He wants to enjoy those um, those those mountaintop things with us yeah. here. We won't see the fullness of it till yeah. you know the eternity yeah. comes. But you know, it's just so sweet to look back and see how He's been faithful, and then let that hope culminate inside of us and go. And you will be faithful again. Right. You'll be faithful today. You'll be faithful tomorrow. Whether you call me to the big, whether you call me to the small, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I'm using air quotes too. That's the yeah. thing of the day is air quotes. <laughs> but you know, whether it looks big or small. To the human eye, what's always big to God and what's always successful to God is faithfulness and obedience. That's what He counts as big. And that's what He's inviting us to look at as the big. Mm. And where, like you were talking about before, in that moment on the Sea of Galilee where you're just undone, um, where His presence and His voice comes over us Mm -hmm. in those moments that no one else will know the fullness of. You can tell yeah. us all about it, but only you and him yeah. will know. That's right. And what a treasure that is. That's the real stuff. Yeah, absolutely. As you're talking, I can't help but think of First Thessalonians 5, 24, which is, he who calls you is faithful and he will do it. I think if I recap here what we've just like 
talked about as we've remembered, you know, just your journey here, you and Keith, and, um, you know, even as I think about just my whole journey, as we've sort of talked about, just from, you know, laying down the big (laughs) and going right into the small, um, and then just honestly how that season feels like, or just the the beauty and the lessons of that have just almost been repeated over and over mm-hmm. since then in my life. And I'm sure you've experienced the, the same thing. Um, it's just so beautiful that the the main theme, you know, that he wants to thread through is that he is with us. And even just as you said before, just that we're enjoying him in the yeah. process. Like that is, that's it. Yeah. And I think we're, we, we, we have this tendency, and the enemy knows it, like to just keep grasping for the thing that we think that we're longing for. And we miss that, you know, it's right underneath our nose. It's like right here, you know, at the table. It's, it's, it's you know, rocking those babies to sleep and, and praying over them. Or, or as you're singing over your kids, you're also going, Okay, God, I allow you to sing over me. And it's just moments like that that he's wanting to speak to us and talk to us and, and meet with us and and for us to enjoy him. And that's what we were truly created for. That's right. what you and I long for. If we know it or not, that's what we long <laughs> for. And so I love is we've just like remembered like, you know, the faithfulness who calls us, the faithfulness of of, of Jesus who validates us, he alone can do that. He who supports and sustains us in it all, He keeps us. I love that, just the theme that just keeps, you know, coming through is that I'm faithful in it all. I'm going to do all this. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole point is that I'm, I'm with you. I'm inviting, I'm inviting you into it with me, and I'm with you in it. Yeah. And then that we're having this um, relationship together, um, you know, us and Him, and and he's um, constantly teaching, and and like you said, not everything's just for a lesson. It's also just he just wants that withness. Right. And so, I would love just to have you pray, Megan, over our listeners today. And um, before we sit down and we, you know, we do a podcast, we think about y'all and we think about what you're doing today, all of you listening, and and we just we pray for you. And before we start, and we think about how God knows your stories and. He knows all the details of your life, and we just want to encourage you today that even if what it feels like you're sitting in seems um, small, maybe meaningless, maybe hidden, unseen, just know that there is so much purpose that God has planned for you, even just packed in today, and He is with you, and we hope that you've been reminded of that and that the capacity of the Beloved it doesn't have to look like us always cranking something out or getting something done. We do have to get things done. All you mamas and you know, all you people <laughs> out there working <laughs> at your cubicle today, you know that. But the whole point is, is that He is with us in it, and the capacity of the beloved is about what He wants us to receive from His heart today, and that you know, the ability for us to hold the things of God, the fullness of God. Um, is what it's all about. And so I pray that even today you'll see your capacity as his kid, as his child, um, whatever it is you're doing today, that you would know that you can be filled with the fullness of who he is, and that is what your capacity is all about. So Megan, would you just pray Mm -hmm. over our listeners today as we close? Yes, I'd be honored to. 
Father, I'm, I just see you seated on your throne mm-hmm. now. And um, I know that your invitation to each and every one of us, no, with, without anyone excluded, is to a- approach your throne of grace with confidence. Yeah. And God, we cannot hold what you've asked us to hold unless we know who we are in you. And so I pray for each one of us right now to have a fresh revelation, first of all, of your supernatural, bigger-than-life love for us, God, because that's what changes everything. It's your kindness that leads us to repentance. It's revelations of your love for us that that make us just fall to our knees and and realize what this life is really all about. And so I just I pray for each one of us right now just to be able to— Look with eyes that see um, a a kingdom, a heavenly reality, yeah. right now where um, we are your sons and daughters, and we have been crafted and designed with such joy and with such purpose, mm-hmm. and that that doesn't change no matter what you've called us to um, in this life, God. That is a reality that you have set in motion with such intention and with such love and careful um, design. I just the the word design just keeps coming to mind, and you just have such beautiful design over every life, mm-hmm. and so I I just with Christy here and and with each one that we're praying with God, we just we come against the lies of the enemy that want to overshadow that. And to speak less of that, to um, make the plans for our lives seem inferior or forgotten somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, God, because that's not what you do. You don't overlook us. Mm-hmm. You don't uh, pull away from us. You don't abandon us. You don't... Um, you don't uh, favor some of us over the others, God. We are your kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you are treasuring each one of us with a love that we can't, we can't even hold all of it. And so... Um, I, I do pray for a fresh revelation of that. Even now, I receive it for myself. I know mm-hmm. it's Christy's heart as well. And, and God, um, for each uh, precious soul that listens right now, no matter what time it is, whether this podcast was um, you know fresh this week or, or from years ago, God, you're outside mm-hmm. of time and space. Mm-hmm. And I pray that you come over each person and, and just speak your love over them mm-hmm. and remind them, God, that there is something beautiful you're building in the secret and the hidden and the unknown as we get face to face with you as you embody those moments as your presence comes over us and as your voice starts speaking that is our rightful place each one of us and um and and as you start to speak just strategies and vision over your people and you release your plans and purposes god would we just um see that over all of those things that your love is is the umbrella the shade tree (laughs) that we're standing under and and it is it's we're we're made perfect in that place and um we're made whole in that place and 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 even as you're perfecting us and making us whole the side of heaven god it's all going to be um brought together beautifully but help us to stay in step give us grace to stay in step now mm-hmm. and um I, I thank you for this day and this time where you are teaching all of us on a, a global scale really what it is to scale down and remember yeah. what really matters god help us to receive the, the fullness of that um give us grace to receive that and yeah. and strengthen us and empower us in the places where we are um, putting our hands to the plow, no matter what it looks like, give us grace to do that with all of our, our heart as unto you and meet us in that place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Megan. It's always so rich to have you 
as my co-host. I enjoyed every minute. Thank you so much for having me. And maybe we'll do it again in the future. We shall see. (laughs) But for those of you listening, thanks for joining us today as well. And ironically, big surprise, I'm going to be going a bit small this summer with the podcast. So if you want to stay connected, as you all know, or maybe you don't know, I have a little community called Patreon. And it's a way that you can stay connected even through the summer. There's actually going to be some special episodes just for patrons of this podcast. And you can find out about it on patreon.com slash Christy Knuckles. And that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Christy Knuckles. I'd love to have you. I love you guys. And I will talk to you soon.